Peace, grace, this is Pastor Colton Lott from First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ, El Reno. We have the privilege of building Christian community in El Reno for the world. And so if you care about building Christian community or El Reno or the world, we're glad you're listening to this podcast. If you want to help contribute to the gospel work of this congregation, please visit our website, fcclreno.org, and go to the Give Online tab. And now, here's the sermon for the week.
provides a part of our way of being church. 30 students who are in that mythical, mystical demographic that always seemed to be far from the church. Here they were. Interested in learning how to be leaders in that movement. One of the ways that this congregation joins in the work of the whole Christian church, Disciples of Christ, is by encouraging not only our members but our staff to be involved in the ministries of this denomination. Tara and I do that in a variety of ways, but one way is that I'm on the board for higher education and leadership ministries, or HELM, right? A nice little acronym, we love acronyms in church world. HELM is our general ministry that connects the congregations of our movement back to their 15 undergraduate institutions and seven seminaries and divinity houses. Keeps our ties strong between Phillips and TCU and Eureka and Culver Stockton and Tougaloo Christian Theological Seminary, the Disciples Divinity House of the University of Chicago, yes. But even more importantly, Helm helps to form leaders inside and outside of formal higher education, leaders who will transform church and world and society. The premier program is the Undergraduate Fellowship, where eight Disciples each year are asked to come together to be an intentional community and formation so that they might be more equipped as leaders, not for the church of tomorrow, but leaders of the church of today. Incidentally, Matthew Gillette is one of those fellows, and he says hello. He misses all of us and uh, hopes to see us over his holiday. Sure, I attended because I uh, am on this board. I'm actually the chair of program for scholarships this year. I don't know why they said that, but here we are. But more because I get to mentor the junior class, this class of 2023, and I get to journey alongside them as they are now in their third year of their studies, as they are interested not only in what makes community and what makes transformation, but now how do we do this in a globalized society? And here's my takeaway. The kids are all right. They are clear-eyed. They are compassionate. They understand that the world is a mighty big mess. And they know that there are real forces of opposition, demons in our time that are willing to do anything to get all sorts of power. Demons like poverty and racism, sexism, and all forms of exclusion. Demons which would threaten God's original blessing and prevent all of God's children from experiencing wholeness of life. Our youth who are leaders not of the church of tomorrow but of the church of today are aware that they are not inheriting a world without worry and stress. But are eager to use their power to leave society in a better place than it is now to turn the dial to move the needle. And they're doing it in Jesus' name. On this All Saints Sunday, 
is how the church will change. <coughs> change in this moment, change after COVID, change through the long generational uh, effects of the way in which we worship and participate and move and be as followers of Christ. Fears of change that it won't be the same. Fears that the way that we do church might be because churches that are inclusive communities that really ask people to dig deep inside themselves and to not check their brains out at the door, that's a harder way to be church. It asks much more of people and it especially asks them to be vulnerable. It asks them to change and it asks them to get hurt once in a while. And most folks will run away from that type of vulnerability. We are in an era of change, and the fear is ticklish. But then I remember. But then I remember that we have leaders in this ragtag type of Christianity that we proclaim, leaders that aren't going to so easily give up, that are going to follow Jesus in and out of their experience of institutional church and will up in the apple cart in Jesus' name. And then I remember that we are still baptizing followers of Jesus Christ who are going to lead us into new life with their gifts and graces. To let you in on a small bit of news, Desiree Morgan has already agreed to be a deacon in this congregation because she loves this community how we show Jesus love. She wants to serve and to lead and to continue our work of helping to build Christian community in El Reno for the world. And then I remember that we are a great community of saints, some visible and some invisible, that we are here doing this work, living in this way, following this Savior, because so many others have made it possible. I remember that we are here because of Dave Harrington and Paul Atkins, John Bly and Sue Snyder and Lena Guzman and Chris Nichols and Forrest Thompson. Because of them, we are. And then I remember that Psalm 24, like all of the Psalms, is a song. A song especially used to be sung as one goes up to the temple. A song about trusting in God, a God who is good, a God who vindicates, a God who saves. 
a God who is strong and mighty, a God who is good to bless. Those who seek the face of the God of Jacob, the psalm sings out, will receive blessings from the Lord. And so on this All Saints Day, we lift up our heads to those ancient gates. We open our hearts and we hope they are pure enough. We take our hands and trust that these hands, your hands, my hands are clean enough. And we clasp them together. And if you're in a pew where this is easy, I ask that you clasp your hands with someone next to you. Because surely we are clasping our hands together with those college disciples in Atlanta. We are clasping our hands together with those saints who have gone before us and whom we hold in sacred memory. We clasp our hands together with Desiree and with Declan and we pray as he grows up more fully. We clasp our hands together and realize that we have the blessings of God right here, right now, hand in hand. Church, we're going to be all right. As we await to see what the church is going to do next, maybe something new, maybe something ancient, maybe a new way of doing something ancient. We remember that the King of glory, the Lord of hosts, the Lord strong and mighty has got this, my friends. And so we have God's blessings right here. We have God's blessing in the hand clasped in ours. The hand clasped in ours is the blessing. We have each other. Across generations, across that feeble line that separates life and death and is so meaningless to the work of God. We have each other. And God has us. And so there are blessings hand in hand. Amen and amen. This sermon podcast is a ministry of First Christian Church, El Reno, Oklahoma. It is preached about 85% of the time by Senior Minister Colton Lott, about 10% of the time by Associate Minister Tara Dew, and about 5% of the time from a beloved guest. If you check the math and we're wrong, don't worry about it. This podcast is produced by communications coordinator Rachel Carlson, and the instrumentalization you hear is by Chris Prather, our bell choir director, percussionist, and composer in residence. Christian community is made up by the individuals who show up each week, and so while this has been preached and produced by some, it is the work of many. So whether you show up with your body or with your enthusiasm, with your dollars, with your prayers or your love. Thank you for making the body of Christ real and felt and known. Go and be a blessing this day and always, friends. Amen.